What's up, everyone? This is Ange. And this week, we're bringing you our virtual interviews from the Slam Dance Film Festival of 2022. Now, this festival typically runs alongside Sundance in Park City, Utah, and they proudly state that it is the film festival for filmmakers by filmmakers. And today we're bringing you two really different films that show both the struggles and the rewards of family life. We have narrative feature Hannah Haha and the documentary Iron Family. And the kicker is that both of these films won awards this year at Slamdance. So congratulations to the teams. Hannah Haha won Best Narrative Feature and the Acting Award for the lead star, Hannah Lee Thompson. And Iron Family won the Audience Award for Best Documentary Feature. So enjoy our interviews with the cast and crew of Hannah Haha and Iron Family. And congratulations to both teams for their success thus far. Cheers. Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com where you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind the scenes videos and two minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can find us every other Thursday morning at 9.30am at bff.fm. And if you like what you hear... Rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps. Welcome, Bitch Talkers. We have a full-on party here at Slam Dance 2022. We have cast, we have crew from the narrative feature, Hannah Haha. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let everyone introduce themselves. We can start with our directors and then our producers and then our, our star here. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm Josh Pekoski. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of the directors and uh, co-writers. I'm Jordan. I'm one of the director's co-writers. Perfect. Uh, I'm Roger Mancusi. I'm the producer and I play the lovable Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Emily. I'm co-producer on the project. And uh, I'm Hannah. I play Hannah. Yay. All right, cool. So uh, we'll turn it over to our directors, uh, Josh and Jordan. One of you, can you explain to our audience who hasn't seen Hannah Haha what the film is all about? The movie is basically about a, a young woman who um, lives in her hometown, kind of keeping her aging father company. And uh, so in the movie, she sort of does mostly community-oriented work, um, like farming, music lessons, that kind of thing. Early in the movie, her yuppie, ambitious brother, played by Roger, um, he moves back to the area and he's sort of baffled by her way of life. And the movie kind of picks up from there, exploring um, like their clash of temperaments and clash of values, too, I guess. I really loved how stark the difference was between Hannah and her brother. And it really just shined a light on everybody doesn't want what you want. Um, and, and how are we how can we just get over this notion? Uh, and, and I want to know uh, between our screenwriters here, uh, do you have siblings? Was this based on like a real life situation that's happening? Because it felt it felt very real and, and very relatable. We have siblings, but I, I, I don't think it's necessarily based on our sibling relationships. I think it's 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 kind of like a broader, more generational, I think, sort of like more generational archetypes, I would say. Sure, you'd agree, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Beautifully well, put, Jordan. I wanna I wanna bring it to Hannah, the, the star of the film. Um, what did the story mean to you, and and how come you jumped on the project? 
Well, I, I jumped on the project because I owe Jordan many, many favors. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, just we made a short film a couple months before we filmed this and had a ball doing it and it's just a really great thing to get to be a part of so that was kind of the you know it's a simple answer but it's just something I wanted to do and I'm very lucky that Jordan and Josh um, wanted to be there and enabled me to do it yeah thank you for doing it Hannah yeah, <laughs> really stoked. <laughs> now they owe you big time because yes, you really many favors. <laughs> yes, yeah. well, well, for our producers here, there are really a lot of different locations in this film. I love just the scenic backgrounds, the farm. I mean, we go on bike rides. Um, can you talk sort of about the location scouting and the logistics of of producing all these locations during a pandemic? Sure. Yeah. Well, we leaned a lot on Josh and Jordan. You know, most of those locations are areas that the two of them grew up going to and really wanted to like lean on the small town feel of the film by going to the small town places like the, the dairy farm and like the movie theater where, you know, they would go to eat ice cream or go to watch movies. And like a lot of those blocks you see are like Josh's block, you know, he would like just bike up and down and sort of shoot out the back of, of our car um, in, in lieu of an actual dolly. Uh, so a lot of the locations from the logistical side of thing was just like keeping it, uh, you know, in, in order, but a lot of it was really just mom and pop. Like they were paying us in ice cream to shoot there. Cause they like were, <laughs> they were thrilled to have local support. Um, and they were just like, Oh, great filmmakers. Like it was sort of that vibe less. So like these really hard negotiations that required, you know, a lot of back and forth is more about just finding who's excited and can, will they say yes on the day when we need them to say yes when we show up? You know, there were a couple <laughs> things that fell through, but um, thankfully Josh and Jordan know a lot of places around their hometown. So somehow our restaurant uh, <clears throat> bailed a day before and uh, we got another one. Um, yeah. and worked out for they, the best somehow, uh, even though it was very stressful. Um, yeah, I think we benefited from a lot of that like indie film bad luck that turns into good luck where like the one restaurant bailed and the one that we got was probably better than the original because it was it was so run down. The joke is that it was like one of those like John Tapper restaurants where he comes in and starts yelling at people because there was like <laughs> there was dirt everywhere and like, you know, this like health code violations. And we're like, oh, it's perfect. We'll take it. You know, and it ends up being uh, exactly what the film called for. I have to ask the actors um, and Roger, I, I saw another interview where the person that was supposed to play Paul wasn't able to do it. So you stepped mm -hmm. in, which is incredible. Um, but you're saying there's, there's, you're not Paul at all. And then f I want you to talk about that and, and being Paul uh, and becoming mm -hmm. Paul, but also Hannah, I mean, it's called Hannah Haha. -ha. So how much of it is, mm -hmm. is you and how much of it is um, you acting as a hand as Hannah? Josh and Jordan did their best to avoid me having to act at any given point, but the character is, is very different still. Um, <laughs> of that, uh, like we share superficial things in common, like the way we talk and our body language obviously is, is the same. Um, the vernacular um, I use is the same as the vernacular she uses, but on like bigger issues, I think that um, we have a lot of differences. Mostly she's better than I am. <laughs> and that's her. Oh. <laughs> like a lot more. And it's yeah. a lot kinder, you know? <laughs> Not to go deep and all of us, Hannah. She's yeah. kinder than all of us. Yeah. Real. <laughs> We've done a couple of interviews and that was something I was, I was thinking about today because I've gotten asked that question a couple of times. I was like, holy shit, she's just like better than I am. That's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. Pick that apart. 
And then yeah. for me, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'll, no, I'll, go I'll, ahead. Yeah. Please, Roger. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, so we got to talk about Paul. The real, so there was a real Paul. So Paul uh, got COVID the day before the production was supposed to start. And we were saying like, well, like, you know, do we push, which like is kind of like a joke for a film at our level. Like we're like, we're all here. Like we've got over a bunch of hurdles to get to this point. We're not going to stop at this last thing. So I was like, listen, I'll do it. Thankfully I had Emily there with me. So Emily uh, is, is a filmmaking student in college still. But so she brought, I brought her on as a, as a PA through like a mentorship program that we met through at RealWorks. And then we sort of talked, I was like, okay, like, I think I'm going to also have to act in this. So <laughs> like, you're going to have to now do like what I was hoping to like show you or like do with you. Like she's very capable in her own right, but like, you're not just going to be doing it while I like have to memorize the script and I've got, you know, 24 hours to really start. to. Yeah. I mean, we, we, had, we had Roger talk to the real Paul for several, several hours to kind of train him to get into the, you know, mannerisms and the vernacular of the real Paul. <laughs> and it, it really worked out. Um, you know, Roger is that good. He can kind of just take on other personas. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, I, I dementored him, just ate his soul and then took it over and, and into my <laughs> method acting. Um, but no, but, but to get serious, about, like the, the character Paul like and me, you know, like it's, I do like to think we're very different, but I do think that there's like, there's either a Paul inside of us or in our family that someone can either relate <laughs> to. Or for me, it was like, you know, how much of, Paul's careerist aspects like do I actually believe in like or the film made me stop and think like how much have I been thinking you know as a producer being like very like trying to be like all right like where can this go and like what's the life for this and, like how can I use this to get the next thing and be like you know let's like just take a beat on that type of mindset and let's like try to enjoy the process and really like knuckle into this character and knuckle into what's toxic about that like millennial grind mindset uh and that was fun because that when I really started to like stop and be like oh shit okay <laughs> you know uh, but then how do, how do you also take that which is toxic and which is like annoying like the, you know the grind don't stop type people that we all know and then make it lovable and make it really hard for the audience to a not agree with him too much but also b not immediately turn away from him and be like he's such a jerk how does he not like you know how is he not understanding uh what what hannah needs and i think if it went bigger it would have gotten that if i was yelling um but what we all found was the softer delivery that had like a little bit of care behind it is even sadder when he's telling her all his critiques about her life. Right. I, that's incredible, Roger. Wow. I can't believe you had 24 hours to get that character together because you really embodied him. And did you just have like a Viking Jersey in your So everything is one of those things like it's just crazy things. That how it ends up. So it's like, I was like, Jordan, like I can do this shoot, but there's one day, like I promised my mom, I would go back to like, I wouldn't miss brunch or something. I hadn't seen her like all COVID. And I was starting to get like the mom tension of like, why don't you ever call me? We never see each other. So I was like, I can't break this one thing. So I'm going to take a train back for like 16 hours, have brunch and then come back. To that, that was insane. I couldn't believe but, that you did that. But it worked out so well yeah. because my brother is like a bike nerd. So he has all this gear. So I was like, okay, we're going to start shooting. We shot some of the Paul stuff. I, I don't think we shot before. I, I think I left like day two and came back on day three. Yeah, the day you and came had, back was the when we did the, the rain day. The first yeah. time. Because so, you like, so just I like knocked this, it out of the park day one. Yeah. So I had this, I had the train ride down uh, to study the script. I you know, ransacked my brother's biking gear closet <laughs> uh, and then studied the script on the way back up and then like hit the ground running and like stepped right into it. Uh, and, and it is what it is. But uh, it was a fun challenge for sure to be like, you know, producing as one brain, but like getting to know a character and being convincing and like acting across Hannah, who's like very convincing and very good at this um, was a different thing. 
but it was fun. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't imagine what the movie would have been like with our Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so good. Right. Well, mm-hmm. you're a good son, Roger. Well done for going to see your mom. But Emily, <laughs> yeah. I want to bring you into the conversation. Now that we're learning, you're in college, you come on as a PA, and now you're a producer of a feature mm-hmm. that's now at Slam Dance Dance <laughs> Film Festival. It's insane. Can you tell us like this crazy learning trajectory that you had on this on this film? Yeah, um, it was insane. I had actually only met Roger, I think, in February. So mm-hmm. even just like our working relationship was still pretty fresh. Um, and yeah, the plan was to be a PA and to kind of learn. I hadn't done too many um, producing gigs or even just like PAing. So I was really excited to get on. I had met Jordan for the first time. Uh, a lot of pre-production was just over Zoom too. So it was kind of like, I'm just getting thrown in anyways. Uh, and then, yeah, we got news that uh, Paul is no longer Paul, but now Roger. <laughs> and so we were we were brought in. Um, and yeah, so a lot of it was just learning on on the fly. I think uh, day to day stuff was was pretty was pretty crazy. Um, I was just learning everything like on the spot. Uh, when Roger was gone, I really was just producer for those however many hours and uh low budget indies is like you have to do everything kind of all at once uh so lunch and wrangling and wardrobe and locations what's the weather like just all that is like going on in your brain but when Roger did come back and when he wasn't shooting then we were really able to like tackle tackle it together um but no, it was an amazing like learning experience. Yeah. And speaking of low budget, I love I, I'm assuming Jordan that Hannah's who plays Hannah's father is somewhat related to you. Might be your dad. Yeah, that's my father. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that. So yeah. so was he originally cast as Han- Hannah's dad? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've, worked with, we've worked with him many times before and uh He's, he's a fantastic uh, thespian we have found. Um, sort of a trademark of our work, I would say. Yeah. From, you know. yeah. Plus, he's like a trained MIT rocket scientist, which shouldn't get lost in all this. So he's wow. like complete, like talk about like going from one brain to the other, where him, I think it's like, he's approaching it from like an engineer's mindset. Like, how do you break it down? But like, he's having so much fun doing this creative stuff with his, with his son. That that was really fun to watch yeah. them like sort of sort of bond on set. It was very cute. It's it's very fun. I, I mean, I don't know how much we should go into this, Josh, but I do think it is very funny now that the rocket science element has been brought up. But most most of the directing was uh, very mechanical. Weirdly, oh yeah, you know, the, the, the yeah. emotions look very complex. But really, it's just telling him to like blink twice, turn his head thirty degrees to the right, and yeah. turn his just like as neutral down. as possible, like yeah. neutral expression, yeah. of, like just yeah. like turn your head like this, and then, like Aww. it's perfect. It's, yeah, it's, he was great. But he nailed. It's yeah. like having a remote control for a robot. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like a very well-designed robot that can be very complicated, yeah. like facial, you know, like. It looks like there's a lot of nuanced stuff going on, but it's really, he's just trying to keep his mind like focused like, on not thinking yeah. anything, which yeah. is very strange because <laughs> yeah. it's a very beautiful performance, but it's a very odd internal uh, monologue happening. 
Mm-hmm. I was going to say you got a lot of emotion out of him in the last scene. I know, it's I crazy. So, so, yeah. so beautiful. Between he and Hannah. Really amazing. Yeah. yeah and, and we do have to wrap soon, but Hannah, can you talk about creating this relationship, this bond with your on-screen dad? Because it's so beautiful. It's not overtly hugging and physical, but it, you feel it. You just feel that connection. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, a lot of it came from great directing um, and kind of like we we since we uh, had so many things change on us last minute, we, we thought a lot about like what mattered to the film. Um, and I think that like Josh and Jordan just really set a tone of all, all the characters really care for each other deeply and especially Hannah and Avram understand each other so well that they communicate very non-verbally. Um, and subtly and and I think you know sometimes they lack on being able to communicate overtly a little bit um and that's kind of part of the tragedy of their relationship or I wouldn't say they lack they just uh there's a lot of stuff unspoken between them um that that can was at times very very sad to film but he, Avram was great. I mean, he just, uh, he like, he didn't learn my name until like the second to last day of filming. He just, was, <laughs> <laughs> it's, the he film, it's the it's film, it's the title. Name. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, like a Hana. I would just be sitting there and I would <laughs> yes, it's Hana. But <laughs> yeah. um, in fairness, I call him Avram or Avram, depending on the day. So. Avram is how it's pronounced, but he calls it Avram. I mean, the guy is yeah. just like I never call myself Hana, but I'll I'll forgive him because he was just a joy and was beaming with pride at, at Jordan um, every Aww. step of the way, which was very sweet to have around on set as a dynamic, as Roger said. So beautiful. Well, congratulations to all of you on such a a sweet, beautiful, heartwarming film. And and Roger, I'm glad we got to make peace with you. Yes. We had we had some beef before we came on, but <laughs> let's all forgive Paul. He's trying yeah. his best. I, we know he's <laughs> out of love. It's out of love. We know. Okay. Yes. Uh, again, we've been talking to the cast and crew from the Slam Dance 2022 narrative film Hannah Haha. Thank you so much, everyone, for being hey, here. Hey, thank thank you guys for having us on. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. So fun. Watching the movie. We loved it. Thank you. Welcome, Bitch Talkers, to Slam Dance 2022. We have director Patrick Longstreth, along with Chad and Jasmine Ferries, uh, two of the stars, I would say, of this documentary feature called Iron Family. So pleased to have you on the show. What a delight. Um, Patrick, I'm going to start with you. And if you can tell our audience uh, what Iron Family is about, that'd be great. Hey, everybody. Iron Family is uh, my first feature documentary about uh, a very uh, unique family in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Uh, Jasmine is our main, the main focus of our film. And uh, she is a very creative young woman who writes and directs and stars in her own play every summer. And she gets her family and friends to um, join in and play the parts of her favorite uh, celebrity obsessions. So she's married to Matthew McConaughey, which is played by her brother, Chad. And she cheats on him with, uh, Mark Wahlberg, who's played by her, um, cousin, I think. And, uh, and then, um, uh, she gets pregnant with Mark Wahlberg's baby and drama ensues. 
And so the whole thing is uh, also inspired by Jasmine's uh, daily viewings of the TV show Days of Our Lives. And, um, and so we, we see some, some really fun dialogue and situations in the play um, that are also inspired by some of her uh, real life uh, situations in her own family. So everything's kind of tied together. And uh, my wife and I went up there and filmed them for seven days uh, and uh, got to learn all about um, the play and the family and the town. And then um, after that initial week of filming, we realized we had a whole feature that we wanted to create. So we went back for several other trips um, to film some just beautiful scenery and, and more backstory and capture more of Chad and Jasmine's relationship. And so, um, so now here we are with a feature film that uh, just uh, played at Slam Dance and we won the audience award. So we're really <laughs> real riding high on that. Yeah. Um, I, I actually want to know how did you and your wife even come to start filming? I I'm assuming there's a relationship with Chad, but if you want to tell the audience and tell us. That, that would be a correct assumption. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Chad and I knew each other from Savannah, Georgia, and from kind of around town. And uh, we we weren't like best friends, but um, we, he knew about my um, filmmaking abilities and, and I knew about his um, writing and poetry. And, um, and so he approached me and said, hey, I've got this amazing... Uh, thing that's been happening every summer with my family and somebody needs to come film it. And so uh, my wife and I were already planning a trip to Michigan to um, get out of the Savannah heat. And so this worked out as a perfect uh, situation. And, uh, and then we just followed the, uh, the story from there. Okay, Jasmine, we got to get you in here. Uh, I relate to you on so many levels, as I'm sure a lot of women do. Of course, Matthew McConaughey and Mark Wahlberg. But more importantly, Austin Peck from Days of Our Lives is yes. my favorite. Yes. I'm so jealous of that yeah. picture. Uh, <laughs> Me and, too. And the, yeah, and then the, the name of your play is called The Double Life. We all have an alter ego, double life, dream life. It, it's just so relatable on so many levels. So can you talk about being followed around and how does it feel to have such intimate parts of your life shared for the world to see? Wow, um, I have to say um, it's been a great ride and I love it. And, you know, hearing all about these, like all these awards and 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 these interviews is like, like never, never stops ending and I <laughs> kind of like that feel to it. And, and it's really uh, great, um, you know, with me and my, you know, my, my uh, double life persona. Of course, um, it takes a, a lot of effort to go into it and also to uh, to uh, put a good lot of energy, you know, as well. So it's really fun. I love it. And like you said before, you know that you're a big fan of Austin Peck. And I got to meet him when I was really young, of course, down in Peoria, Illinois. And Austin Peck is very handsome. <laughs> Uh, I got his autograph. Um, I still have his autograph in my bedroom up in Michigan. And um, I was so thrilled about that. And I told them when I was down in Peoria, I told them, I said, 
I would be so great if I could play your sister on Days of Our Lives. <laughs> and I have a character. Yes. I have a character, my name, Aaliyah Kayakis, you know, who can be related yes. to Austin. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but it was so cool. And Austin's like, agreed. And so I don't, well, you know, that was like way years ago. Mm-hmm. So I, I mm-hmm. never seen him since, but. Well, if there's any producers for Days of Our Lives out there. That's yeah. right. And I now that. You- that yes. We'll hook you up, Annie. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you're a big film star, you know, you can be like, hey, Austin, what's up now? You know, where are your awards, Austin? (laughs) (laughs) I'll be be like, you have a beard. I like it. (laughs) Because he does have a beard. (laughs) So it'd be kind of cool. So, yeah. So, you know, you know, doing that, I think I might put, well, I know I'm going to, I think I might put him in my play if you could, um, if, It'd be a great idea to chime with him and say, hey, I have this play that I put on every summer and I'm hoping if you could come and enjoy my play, it'd be really great. Mm-hmm. You know, I need another a male character in my play. It'd be really fun. Oh, yeah. What would he play? I think he would play my brother. Oh, really? Oh, well, <laughs> Chad, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it, Chad. <laughs> Yeah, because Todd, you know, Todd plays Matthew McConaughey, so it mean, my Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. So yeah, I don't play myself right. in the play. No. So it makes sense that somebody else would have to play me. Be really meta. Well, kind of, yeah. Yeah, right. but Jasmine, what about another love interest with a kissing scene? I'm just saying. Right. It's Austin Peck, you know. Uh, yeah, that could be work too, so. Yeah, <laughs> but I have work too on the other side, but, yeah. but you know, that's kind of downhill. Yeah, because yeah, maybe so. You know, it, it's kind of weird at, at that point. Yeah, yeah. But I think, I think, um, I think instead of Austin playing my brother, it would be kind of weird. But yeah, I, I, yeah. So I think he, I, I want him to be my childhood best friend that I fell mm-hmm. in love with. You know, so to speak, when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and Matthew was like, "Who is this guy?" I know another one. I know another one. with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. 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 She's, she's I, always flirting with John Travolta, also. Oh, yeah. we need to get into that. Patrick, yeah. we're going to yeah. talk yeah. about that. Yeah. Too. With this new guy, but I, would, but I would tell Matthews, hey, you don't have to worry. He's not your competition. He's been my childhood friend for years. We had a little yeah. tell, We had a little thing in the past as as kids, but now we're over it. That's what they all say. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, no honestly. Honestly. we've heard that before. <laughs> yeah. Where, but no, where's honestly. Greg right now? We need to be writing this dialogue. It writes That's itself. Right. This yeah. is a script yeah. happening yeah. right now. That's <laughs> what Matthew said. Our relationship is platonic. That is all. Nothing at all. Okay. Period. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll I, Jasmine, I love how your brain works and it's always writing the screenplay. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do want to talk about Patrick and Chad, the family dynamic and really diving into that because it's, it's so special. It's, it's another layer of the onion. So I don't know if Patrick wants to start. I don't know if that was going to be a part of the whole story or it just kind of unveiled itself during the shooting. Talk about it a little bit. I always knew that family was going to be part of it. That's why. So when I knew that finally I had, somebody to film it when pat got to town like 
I was ready. Not only was he going to film the uh, the performance, I had interviews set up, you know, with all these different people that I thought could potentially contribute something to a story. And so I had my aunt Holly and uh, my all my aunts Faith and Amy. Um, mm-hmm. Amy's art class was meeting. I thought, well, we should go and capture, you know, Amy's art class. Yeah. Um, at one point, I was like, well you know, maybe I can take them up to Marquette for the day and we can go and we can see Carol Ann because Carol Ann, you know, my, my aftercare counselor from when I was a teenager, she knew Jasmine when she was a baby and and Jasmine was born up there. And so, and I can take her. So I had all of these ideas of just things to film that could potentially be part of a narrative and also things that would, you know, get the sort of backstory to my family, some of the struggles that they've had, some of the things that I went through, um, uh, you know, the, the things that my mom struggled with. I mean, everybody in the family, like they're pretty good about owning their sort of demons and also, you know, feeling, uh, I mean, uh, you know, yeah, I wish my mom was here to talk about it, but I mean, she's a wonderful dynamic person and has been a very big advocate for Jasmine and, uh, and, you know, was the one who, when I was a, a teenager and, and being pretty wild and stuff, you know, kicked me out of the house and oh, said yeah. that I had to go to treatment or I wouldn't be able to get home. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, she's also struggled in and out of treatment herself and dealing with, um, you know, dealing with a lot of medical things now and, and so on. Um, and I asked her if she was okay with, with that, because, you know, there's some scenes that, that I actually, you know, I went to the doctor with her and just got those little clips to establish some of the things that she's dealing with on top of all the other things happening. So while everybody, you know, celebrates the play part and stuff like that, everybody's aware too, that these characters have backstories that they're struggling and that I think makes it even more kind of unique what we're doing and how they're able to come together and, and make these things happen for Jasmine and help her with her imagination and vision and all of that. Yeah, including loss too at some time. Yeah, unfortunately there's, you wanna say yeah. what happened? Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, including the loss, you know, that's part of it. Um, my aunt Faith was in the documentary, she yeah. had passed, yeah. she had oh. cancer and, it kind of took me for a while and um, it, it was, you know, you know, I knew that she was sick from the get go and, mm-hmm. and it was hard because, you know, she was like, like a second mother to me, you know, when I was growing up and mm-hmm. when Chad was not around, I had her to fall back on when my mom wasn't there. So, yeah. you me know, too. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, mostly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but, to, and then um, the day before, there was another loss in the family again with my cousin, Maria. Uh, she had died of a heart attack in her trailer. And we didn't know it was a complete shock to all of us in the whole family. And But mostly to me and my cousin, Faith Allen, we took it really hard because all three of us were like connected somehow. Like we have that bond. We always grew up together. We did stuff together. We like, you know, call ourselves uh, the three girls and, Mm -hmm. and we hang out and have a good time. And, and, you know, and suddenly um, when I found out that she was gone, I lost the, I I lost the third, the third um, 
I lost the third girl and and I didn't realize it was my cousin and it kind of hit way for me and faith way most because well I know um, my family was grieving and and also sad and everything but it was it was me and faith hit it the hardest mm-hmm. but and her kids and her husband the hardest all three of us did and we thought that we could never um, live without Maria. And it, it kind of get us to the point that we lost that huge connection of us while we were together. So yeah. it was really hard for us. Right. But now we have, you know, we, we think of that in some ways makes Iron Family even more special, at least this this product that, well, I hate to call it a product, this, this, this art piece that we have. Um, because it's kind of a little memorial to Aunt Faith and, and Cousin Maria who, yeah. who are in it. And so, yeah. Yeah, and every time I see them and it kind of hurts my heart and, and seeing them doing that, there was like one at the end when Faith says, close her hands, it's like, that's a wrap. And when she talks at the interview, it kind of hit hit waves for me to see me and Faith doing that. And then, and here's Maria standing in the background, helping with the posters and doing stuff at the, um, you know, holding uh, her daughter and, and it's a kind of another wave coming through and, and, you know, seeing, you know, you know, people say, oh, you know, elastic look of, of, you know, of the clip of, you know, of the Iron Family. And, and every time we look at it every single time, it kind of gets me to that inner, um, that inner side of me that still aches mm-hmm. to see the faces that I lost and those two people that, that I love. Thank you so much for sharing that, Jasmine. It's it's not easy to be vocal about that, but uh, what a beautiful time capsule, like you said, that you have with this film. It's become so much more than it was when it first started. Um, and and I, I forget who it is that says in the film, you know, it doesn't take much for us to help her do these amazing things. It really It's your play at the core, but it's everybody's play. You see your family, your community, everybody chips in what they can. And I, I think that's probably why you won the audience award is because we really needed a, a feel good film like this. It's uplifting. And, and I would love to hear from all of your unique perspectives, what it was like to watch this film and the power that it has over the entire community. I'll go with Pat. Yeah. <laughs> I've really, I really enjoyed the reactions we've been getting from some people. Uh, you know, there was a woman a couple of weeks ago who said, now that I've watched your film, I'm going to go finish my novel. And, uh, and, oh. and you know, other people who've said they want to go create some art or, um, or share this film with their family. So, uh, you know, I think, I think obviously uh, the world is, um, everyone's dealing with a lot of stuff right now. So I think this is a perfect film for people to watch uh, and, and kind of, and just um, remember that there are good things happening in the world and, sure. and, and um, put aside our differences and come together to create things and um, create art. So, um, so it's just, it's just yeah. been very fun to watch people's reactions and, yeah. Uh, and yeah, Chad. Well, yeah, I just wanted like a couple of little cute, like little anecdotal things too. You know, the UP is pretty small, the upper peninsula. Yeah. And so, 
I was up there last week with Jasmine because we did some press and we were on the um, the uh, Upper Michigan Today show and 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 like everybody watches it, you know, everybody watches local TV. And so we'd walk into a store and people would be like, saw you on TV, you know, good luck. (laughs) Then, uh, and then like, so now we're in Savannah and she's going to hang out with me a little bit. For two weeks. So I went back to yoga class because I haven't been in yoga for a couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to do yoga and we get on our mat and there's like 40 people in the class. And then the teacher is like, I just want to say, you know, that, you know, Chad Ferries has helped create this amazing film and I've seen it twice oh now. My God. <laughs> She's calling me out in yoga class and I didn't talking know about how, yeah, I didn't have the chance to tell you. I just got back. So, uh, so that's great. I mean, it really, you know, impacted her and she wanted to share that sort of magic and let everybody else know that that magic exists out there. Yeah. And, uh, and I think it is, like you said, it is kind of a perfect film for, for right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because those like, well, I think we communicate this, like we're, we're talking about all the wonderful things, but clearly there's some conflict between some of the characters and there's definitely like differing political ideologies in that community. I tend to definitely (laughs) be on the liberal side of things and then lots of people who aren't. And, um, and some of the people, (laughs) frankly, who are in the play without mentioning any names are definitely of a different political persuasion and I've argued with them tooth and nail about things, you know, and uh, it's, it's, you know, we're on recording. Oh yeah. I didn't say any names. I know, but still, (laughs) but it is called bitch talk. So (laughs) 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 exactly. But you know, we, it's all about Jasmine. So it was a one wonderful thing that like, well, how, how can you get past all of those differences and all that divisiveness and uh, well, do something creative. That's what you do. You rally behind yeah. somebody's idea and uh, behind somebody's imagination and yeah. step outside of yourself and make something happen. Yeah, me from living in unlivable people have been recognized. Means like, hey, I saw you on on you know on the newspaper on reporter, and it, and and another one says, women, are you seven fairies? Um, <laughs> you know, I hear you. Um. Um, I think I saw you on TV or something, whatever. And I'm like, uh, yeah, that's me. And he's like, wow, you're looking good. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> like, oh my God, by the way, you. yeah, I mean, she's sitting down right now, but I do want to say that she is looking good because one of the wonderful things that have happened to us as a, you know, a continued family is I think it really prompted me to be more active in like helping Jasmine get to where she wanted to be. And she doesn't honestly need my help that much because she's no. been doing Zumba. She's been eating healthy. She gets up in the morning. Sometimes She uh, was pretty big in that documentary and she uh, has lost uh, 55 pounds. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Jasmine, congratulations. congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you know, you know, sometimes I do double in moderation with some good old-fashioned um, chicken and chocolate <laughs> sometimes here and there, but not not all the time. I don't all the That's binge. right. No, you don't. Yeah, in so, moderation. Yeah. Yeah, because like if I go on a trip or something, yeah. I can have some. Mm-hmm. So, you know. And you our know, family I, has been so great at moderation. 
Thank God this big talk right now. Because we didn't want to put this on national television. Well, Jasmine, I was going to say you're in the South right now. So, eat, you know, it's hard yeah. not to eat real good greasy food so yes exactly yeah because um half well in my town we don't have all these restaurants that we right. have like yeah. kfc and taco bell or anything like that <laughs> we don't have that up in right. new p but they do down there yeah, yeah. Right off the bad stuff yeah great yeah treat yourself every now and then it's yeah, fine yeah, it's you fine. work hard you work hard every now and yes, then yes i fine. do i deserve it sometimes yeah yes. agreed yes. well this has been such a lovely conversation and we're really we really appreciated this film we we needed this film as much as everyone else so um we've been speaking with director patrick longstreth along with chad and jasmine fairies of the film iron family at Slamdance 2022 and also an audience award winner so thank you so much for being on bitch talk yeah, in time. Thank you, ladies. We loved thank it you. so much. Uh, thank you. So special. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lim. My co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions. <laughs>